Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, Brent here. Uh, No, I'm not here to tell you that Elliot is sexually unhinged. I'm here to tell you that it is Pride Month, June, and we are celebrating Pride this year uh, with our amazing sponsor that we love so much, Can, the THC and CBD-infused social tonic. We decided to have a couple quick conversations with some of our favorite guests from the past about their relationship with Pride Month, with uh, T- THC and how much they love can. So we thought we would play a little conversation we had with Ron Funches, the amazing comedian. Uh, so here goes. Happy Pride. Okay, Ron Funches. When we started this chat, we were like, Ron, do you do you do the ganja? Be honest. <laughs> and you literally held up. You held up a little thing being a like, fi- yeah, a, thing, a fistful of weed. Little- yeah, a jar. <laughs> a jar. Have you ever or are you interested in the drink can? Because you were going to love it if you haven't ever had it. I've heard some things about it. I thought I saw uh, Adam Devine talking about it or yep. making some yeah. things about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I've heard about it. It seems like fun. Yeah, it's, it's- so delicious. So delightful. Two milligrams of THC. Four milligrams of CBD. It's light. It's a perfect like light buzz. It's so can cool. I get a heavier model? Is that possible? <laughs> yeah, they're yeah, tall yeah. boys. They're tall yeah, boys. Yeah, they're tall boys. They're yeah. are, they're, they're tall. <laughs> but think about how nice it would be to be like sitting there drinking the can while you you know pack what you're packing right now. Like yeah, you, know, have, yeah. you could have you could have a full on relaxing or evening. or enhance the gaming situation. Yeah, no. right. No, I do like that where you can sip on it a little bit, not get too over yeah. overly uh, yeah. medicated and just yeah. <laughs> relax and enjoy your day. You know yeah. what? I, I I drink can while watching Murder She Wrote. I do. Oh, that, sounds beautiful. that, that is a dream. Great. That's a dream of the 80s. It's a beautiful. Well, it's happening in 2022 here in this apartment <laughs> in Hollywood. It is beautiful. It's a beautiful, beautiful <laughs> evening for me. Me and Jessica Fletcher getting some high on. It's wonderful. <laughs> it sounds that sounds fantastic i love drinking thc too even more than like eating snacks or brownies they seem like it, it yeah. affects you quicker yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah. It's, yeah it's really it's really lovely and you can check out all the flavors at drinkcan.com and that's can with two n's drinkcan.com <laughs> Welcome to You're Making It Worse. I'm Elliot Glazer. I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. We're here. We're queer. Meh. Textual healing. So. Happy Pride. Uh, happy, happy, happy Pride, everyone. Literally before we start recording, Elliot is like <laughs> the angriest I've ever seen him talk about how annoying it is that everyone loves Pride so much. They love Pride in a, in a singular way. Celebrate. Yeah, it's yeah, a very yeah. singular merriment that is just like, but, okay, but okay. fuck all of that because yeah. we are celebrating our 200th episode. That's Yay. what this is, I mean, this is our pride. I don't. Oh has it, has a has a podcast ever gone 200 episodes? No, nope, I don't never. think so. We're the yeah, only one. Th- we are the first. Does. I think this is the Not first podcast first. to do it. So, with that said, let's kick things off. Um, there was an editorial recently in Out Magazine that talked about a quote leftist push to exclude kink from pride events. So kink in this case being defined as public nudity, BDSM and other expressions of sexuality. With um, there's been like a banking and fun. <laughs> there's been like a whole, I think it's it's sort of taken on its own life as like a 
jokey meme kind of thing. No kink at pride. Mm. Yeah. That's like oh, a oh, thing that right. people are keep saying. No kink at pride. No kink at pride. It's also a real conversation. It's a real conversation yeah. people are having. Yeah. And, 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 and it, this is actually an interesting one that I obviously take a, a more conservative stance on, which our, mm. our listeners have listened to 200 <laughs> episodes. They would know at this point that I'm going to take a slightly more conservative stance on this, but I understand both sides to a certain degree. So anyway, so the way this article, this editorial talks about, um, the way they're able to make their point is by drawing sort of loose connections, um, uh, parallels between... Um, Jesus Christ, what is my fucking problem? I'm trying to read my own notes and I like it. <laughs> Happy so the, 200. The only way the editorial is able to make their points is by drawing loose connections between these appeals for a family-friendly pride event and yeah. the religious right. So yeah. Out argues, quote, family-friendly, used to be a dog whistle for people who espoused anti-gay stereotypes of pedophilia and sexual predation. And that is basically the only, as far as I'm concerned, having read this editorial, that's really the only crutch they can stand on, which is if, it, it's a very black or white argument they make, which is if yeah. we can't do BDSM and we can't walk down Fifth Avenue with our dick and balls hanging out, then the religious right has won. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> we should I, say I we should say it's not out. It's the because it is an op-ed. It's the writer of the article, Christian Gabriel, oh, sorry, making this sorry. point. Not out yeah. magazine. Yes, I apologize. Good, good point, Alan. So, uh, Mr. Gabriel closes with quote: "Those who seek to turn pride into a space solely welcoming to the commodified, sanitized, and desexualized version of the LGBTQ plus culture." they have deemed uh, family friendly, do not actually care about children. They care about creating an image of queerness that does not challenge systems of oppression and inequity. Let me also note that in, in his writings, he does at no point includes the unhinged community when talking about uh, <laughs> LGBTQ. So like that's incredibly close-minded of him. Um, so anyway, what were your thoughts on this, Elliot? We'll start with you. Um, I mean, I... I, I guess I'm torn. I guess I'm torn. Nothing's I, I think fine. I'm torn. I'm all out of <laughs> I, I get the I get the argument. It's like it is, at least you know, argued by the writer. It, it does make it pretty black or white. I, I I really it's very hard for me to say. I I I don't I don't think. Look, the thing with pride is that for me it's always been when I was younger I would be like oh they're wearing like they're wearing like bikinis or whatever and i was yeah. like it's too sexual too sexual which was also the argument that was being sort of fed to me i think by the i don't know by like the the conservative space in some american degree, or, family association <laughs> you I, get, I i get, i mean i think just inherently i had sort of a a, a younger like immature a knee-jerk reaction to being like why do they need to be naked yeah, yeah. And, but i know i evolved on that where it's like i understand where they're I understand the, ex- the 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 celebration of like the body and like sexual freedom. I get that. It's a celebration um, of sexuality inherently. So I can respect yeah, that it's going to be a more sexual parade than if it was like exactly. Irish Day or whatever. And also the differentiating between sex and sexuality and allowing people yeah. to express their sexuality in whatever form yeah. that, that that comes and fundamentally you know it's by by announcing i mean you've said it this before brent on the podcast that by coming out it's essentially a statement of what you're into and and it's a sexual statement at its very core in a lot of ways even though you know homosexuality homosexual is a a physical act while at the same time right can also be an identifier for who you are and i think it's i i mean not shocking for me i think it's actually very important to include sexuality and sex into pride activities and to have that be a part of the process of learning about pride and yourself and for kids coming to pride and seeing pride and understanding that, you know, the, 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 the sex that you are, that the media tells you that you're supposed to be having or the type of relationships you're supposed to be having or how those relationships are supposed to manifest is not necessarily yeah, true. Very, and right. It's, it's like, very, it's very limited. It's very binary, even, even for it, gay, even for queer people. Exactly, and it's and so pride is a wonderful, wonderful, I think, statement of saying you don't have to be in a relationship. You actually don't have to, to matter. Even you can be sexual and be free and do what you want and not have to be in this monogamous married relationship with two kids and a house and all of these things. Like you don't need that. And I think pride is a great, beautiful statement of that. 
Yeah, I think that's a perfectly fair point. Let me actually throw this out because I do think it's important um, to to uh, add that the editorial by I'm forgetting his name already does pay tribute to some valid some valid concerns about public nudity that it violates consent of strangers who don't wish to see nudity in public and its potential to be triggering as well. Well, um, I think I think when, when I think about oh sorry, Alan, go ahead. No, I think with public nudity, yes, I get that. While at the same time. Out in public, we I encounter a lot of things I don't like seeing, you know, like Brent Sullivan. And and, oh, I, and I can't you. and I can't stop from seeing that. I have to emotionally process what I'm seeing. And it's it's like on one hand, sure, you don't want to see naked people, you don't want to see sexuality expressed, don't go to a pride parade. That's my I mean, that's really what it gay or straight, no matter what you are, if you don't want to see it, don't go it's go to something else where people keep their clothes on like it's just not for you why why even complain about yeah, it? Well, i guess i'm thinking in my head i'm like you know in in the argument it's like well the idea of family friendly as being this dog whistle for conservative or for homophobes i i i remember that um but now if it feels like family friendly is in the opposite direction where it's like you know you want you want your kids to be as open-minded and progressive as possible and aware of all types, you know, all colors of the rainbow, so to speak. But I, when I'm put to the idea of like bringing the kid I mentor to a pride event, which I've, which I've done and he's, he's young. So I, I don't want to, I don't want to like impose anything on him per se, but yeah. you know, whatever I, I, I pick and choose. And I think I would be uncomfortable bringing him to an event where he was going to see like, <laughs> pup gear and like yeah. leather and, and like, you know what I mean? Like yeah, celebration. Exactly. And, and, and then I feel like there's stuff that I think happily, like, like you said, don't maybe then don't bring your kids to the parade. If you don't necessarily want to see, I don't know. I'm really trying to them to the drag story hour. I mean, that's so, what's so great about 2022 is that it's not just pride where gay people can go or queer people can go and, and express yeah. themselves. We live in a world now where there's lots of different ways and places that you can express yourself as a queer person. Yeah. Go to a drag queen story hour, go to the Dodgers, you know, pride day, pride, pride night. Yeah. yeah. So many different ways. June 3rd. Look at, look at Mookie Betts wearing a pride hat uh, <laughs> at Dodger stadium. Yeah. Uh, so, so I, I, I was also equally a little torn on this. And so I started sort of drawing, I tried to figure out what lines in the sand I think are excessive personally. So I, I figured I'd kind of throw these out there. Okay. Um, so where do you draw the line? Are butts okay? Is it, yes. do you think, yeah. What yeah. about you, Elliot? Sure. Sure. Butts yeah, are okay. I, I think so too. Cause I think butts are sort of like a tame nudity. Butts are funny. But you can also see butts on Instagram and social media and so yeah. forth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Full nudity is that is that appropriate? Full nudity. No. I mean, it depends on where. Are you no. saying at Pride, like physically? Yeah. yeah. So, so like, so Pride, the Pride March. I'm, this is what I'm thinking. Pride March in like New York. Down, yes. Down Anywhere else? No. <laughs> I mean, no, I, I don't, think it's. In, I, I don't have a problem with it, but it's probably. I mean, it, that like I would need a reason why. Like it, it doesn't. Yeah. I don't know. Well, because, I mean, I, because I think I feel like I've seen pictures of of a nude person like wearing a belt or whatever. You know? Oh, you probably <laughs> seen that at Folsom or at events that like it. They are it, nudity is specifically involved in the event, and that's right, often right. in San Francisco where public nudity is much more lenient. Also, in I think Seattle too. Um, but in most cities in America, even at Pride events, you can't walk down the street totally naked. Yeah, yeah. What about topless women? I think that's fully acceptable and it should be acceptable on Instagram. I actually do too. I think there was a lady in New York years ago, like a, like a performance artist named, I can't believe I remember her name. It was like Holly Von Toast or something. And she made it. Dita Von Teese, right? She made it her business. Like she made it her thing to wear, they draw a mustache on her face, like a kind of like a joke and walk around topless because it's legal in New York. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I think it's yeah, and Alan, you brought up a good point years ago when we both we both did CrossFit that like it was really gross that guys could take their shirts off to work out and that women are like cool. Well, I yes, have to wear yeah. my sports bra. Right, right. Eight yeah. layers or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I I think that's. I also agree with that. Um, BDSM. Do you think? What do you think yes. of BDSM in, in a Pride March? Yes, uh, that's where I'm torn. I guess. I mean, I think you mean BDSM you know, clothing, or do you mean people participating in BDSM? 
Yeah, so like, so I, I guess I'm envisioning two people on a float. I mean, oh, great. Elliot's got a semi already. I got two people on a float <laughs> and one is like, obviously they're not engaged in sex, but one is whipping the other. Yeah, nah, I don't care. Do that. That's fine. Yes, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. So well, well then what what would be the line for you, Elliot? Where do you think it would be? It would cross Se- sex, like right, at a so. parade, like but you're not going to fist someone sex. on a on a bloat. Yeah. Oh like, God, Alan, Alan, some of us get lightheaded. <laughs> Jesus, you're not going to fist someone on a float. That's like the tagline <laughs> of this episode, episode 200. You're not going to fist someone on a float. <laughs> I mean, but that's the line, right? That's the line. <laughs> Not even joking. So in honor of this being our 200th episode, we figured we would go guestless and instead have some friends and listeners be the ones who are our guests this this episode. Is that always such a delight? Such, such a delight. A, we love, love hearing from you guys. We really we do, really do. Yeah, we yeah. we. We, we don't have enough listeners to, to feel like there's thousands and millions of listeners. So we love hearing from the ones who do this. <laughs> wow, that got dark. Um, <laughs> so let's, let's start with uh, the first question, which is from Billy Ray or Bailey Ray, excuse me, which I love that name, Bailey Ray. I think that might be the name because the, the Instagram account it came from had a lot of dog pictures. So that might be the dog. <laughs> the mm, Bailey might okay. actually be the dog. But um, Bailey says, what's your favorite memory with each other? Oh, Ooh, that's a good question. Wow. I'll start because I, I've obviously seen these, so I have answers to all of them. Um, my favorite memory, I was thinking about this because we have so many memories and so many things, yeah. so many things we've done over the years. Um, my favorite memory, I think, would have to be the year we went to Palm Springs for um, for New Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, wow. And it, was yeah, such, that was fun. it was, I just love a moment where we can all be in a place not like a restaurant or anything like we don't have to leave and get our own cars and go home and all these things we're literally just in one place getting away from everything and just being together and being stupid and i think that is is a is a wonderful thing for that us. that was where i wore those kitten heels yeah oh that is actually that's actually very sweet which yeah. which is surprising from alan who's often not very sentimental <laughs> but i was um uh let me think i uh one of my favorite memories with Elliot was the time we got wow. extremely oh, well. I'm coming to you, Alan. Was the time we got extreme. You got extremely drunk at that bar uh, in like in like super West End Chelsea. And then when we left, you were so drunk that you barfed for an hour oh, <laughs> on the wow. sidewalk. Well, that was that was I think that was alcohol poisoning. Yeah, possibly. But you barfed for an hour, and it. <laughs> You you poor soul. You were obviously in, in bad in, in bad straits yeah. that night, but it was so funny the way you were like grunting and you were like, <laughs> I'm never drinking again. And you just kept barfing. It was so I funny. It. And I have uh, one of one of my favorite me- memories of uh, of Alan was um, uh, we were at Metropolitan and this was shortly before the 2012 uh, election. And we were, we were discussing the Republican um, uh, uh, primary at that point. Okay. I don't think Mitt Romney had had sealed the deal just yet. And I had I had some theory that you did that you didn't agree with, and I got really mad at you oh, for like I for like I a minute, this. yeah, for a minute. And then like a cup a couple like minutes later, I, I think I went back and I referenced him. Like, remember when I almost like stor- like stormed out of the yeah. bar uh, yeah. a minute ago? And you go, "That's my favorite part of every time we hang out is when yeah. you're, <laughs> you're about to storm out." Because I, I remember, mean, yeah. it's 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 so typical of our con- a political conversation. Some Sometimes when I will never sort of give in to Brent's side and I will just maintain <laughs> my thought and Brent does not like that. Well, not- we, you know, we, we actually Brent- had a fun one. We had a really fun one last night because we talked about the staircase, oh, which is yeah. our favorite, our favorite kind of murder mystery. It's a documentary. You can listen to on Newsweek's parting shot. It came out when you guys are listening to this on Wednesday. So yesterday. Yeah. 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 Uh, but we had a fun chat and Alan, Alan does this thing where like, sometimes he'll be like, like, so there's this particular theory about this murder that perhaps this owl led to these lacerations on this, on the victim's yeah. head. And that's all you really need to know. And Alan was like, yeah, you know, I think there's, there, there's something about it that could work and it makes sense to me. And I'm like, I fucking hate this theory. Yeah. I think it's the dumbest thing in the world. And you're I dig about in, it. You're I dig in and like within, within like 10 minutes, Alan goes from being wishy-washy to digging in just as yep. hard that it's yep. it has to be true well, because you're crazy well because <laughs> Brent will use Brent will use language like 
it is categorically false. And I'm like, well, <laughs> well Brent, Brent, it's not categorically false because a scientific study from a scientist proved that it is categorically possible for something to happen. I'm like, you can't fight with science, Brent. You can't. Well, I, I just happen to fundamentally and disagree. Literally with a quote, a quote on the podcast is Brent saying, well, I think that scientist is categorically wrong. <laughs> <laughs> she just went to school for 10 years to do what she does that's all yeah that's yeah all. well i think she's in love with michael peterson so oh she's trying to, oh, she's trying to get Wait, away anyway elliot, elliot what are yeah, yeah what, it's just elliot oh i i don't have I, I don't have one i think just like remember like the era of like going to like the phoenix in new york mm. in the in the boiler room yeah uh just kind of fa like facing that i mean enjoying those moments together uh yeah, I think I think that I think that I have a nostalgic warmth for that. Um, but also, uh, God, there was there was one thing that just totally escaped my mind. Uh, I think it, I think it. Oh no, it was Alan's bar mitzvah. <clears throat> that was oh. that was also oh, great. Yeah. yeah, really good oh, time. That was really that. fun. My, that was my really great. Your, mom yeah. and your whole family. Yeah, yeah, that, that was really fun and like. I mean, and the, yeah, and the was crew, like, the crew filming it. Crew, so, and and also, yeah, your family had driven in. It was the first time we got to meet a lot of them. Mm -hmm. Well, no, we, I mean, the first time we met your mom ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, the challah bread was like humongous and delicious. Yeah, it had like a twelve foot challah bread or something, right? It, it was great. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It was. Yeah, great. That was a that good was moment. Really fun. I'm glad that's yeah. all captured in the movie, which people, yeah, I think buy now. It's out. Oh, where? Where can people buy it? I have no idea. Um, okay. it, it's the, it was out for something. Just Google it, guys. It's out there. Latter-day um, Jew. Oh, Latter-day Jew. But our next question comes from Caleb. Hey, guys. Uh, this is Caleb. I live in upstate New York. Um, my question is uh, wondering what you guys think about the two gay movies that uh, came out or are coming out soon, uh, Fire Island and the Billy Eichner vehicle um, and wondering what your guys' contribution to the genre would look like. <laughs> and, uh, love the podcast. Congrats on 200 episodes. Oh, that's nice. Oh, thanks. Nice. thanks Thank Caleb. you, Caleb. My contribution was auditioning for Fire Island and not getting it. So that's my <laughs> <laughs> my contribution. Uh, but I'm, 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 I think it's great that these movies are happening, especially Billy. I mean, yeah. Really so fucking funny and like getting the chance to do something with Judd Apatow, I think is very solidifying. Yeah. Um, and I hope, you know, I, I especially hope for, for, for Billy that, 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 that does really well, I, but yeah, I think, I think it's good to see that these things are, are happening and um, yeah, sorry. Guys. So, yeah, I was going to say my con contribution to this is a little bit less significant because I, I don't, dive into pop culture i prefer to watch documentaries about plane crashes <laughs> yeah and uh disasters at sea so i i honestly um i knew about fire island i didn't know about billy eichner's movie it's called I, rose I, I thought he said billy eilish at first i was like oh she's got a movie <laughs> i didn't know she was queer um but yeah i mean i i think i think it's great i support them all alan I, what are your thoughts? one of the, i think i think it's great too but i also think you know it's weird for us, the three of us, I think, um, because, and this is how it's, I've always been. If someone I know, especially in a friendly way, is in a movie or in a TV show, I often find it hard to watch the thing that they're oh, in. Yeah. Only because, you know, A, I don't want to hate it and then have to fake say I love it. Mm -hmm, and then correct. B, I also, there is a level, there's a moment of, you know, jealousy or like anger because I'm not doing something or I didn't get something or like, audition for some whatever it is and sure. it's it's um and i think as in terms of like a mental health well-being moment i often don't watch the things i know people in and we know billy we know joel we know bowen like we know all these people and it's and it's 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 um matt rogers been a guest on the podcast and i it's just sort of one of those things that i'm just like i love to see it i want to see a lot of it i want to see all of my friends out there working and in films and tv and stuff I will stay home and talk about Michael Peterson, probably. <laughs> yeah, for sure, sure. yeah. But, but the last part of the question was great, which is what really excited me, was what kind of movie would we do? Oh, oh, with, oh, I thought he meant like, what do you, oh, like, what do no, you yeah, want yeah, to do? What saying, would like, we contribute to this, yeah. this moment? I think we would probably, 
It would probably be a murder mystery of Brent murdering someone <laughs> and then us trying to figure out a way to cover up. It would be a, it would be a comedy caper sort yeah. of story. Comedy caper in uh but I don't take my shirt off at any point. That's that's the only <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. When, when I did when I did commercial auditions way back in the day in New York, they were they were like, "All right, so are there any like are there any things you won't do?" I was like, "I will not take my shirt off. That's my only request." So any, <laughs> any, they any like, like for this cat fancy commercial? <laughs> well, you know, every once in a while you see a commercial where someone's like in a pool, and I'm like, yeah. well, that ain't gonna be me." Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, Alan. Sorry, we can do this. Yeah. So the next question. So the next question is from Stephen. Have you ever booked someone as a guest because you thought they were hot? I think that is a great. Question. Oh, that's a good so, question. That is a really good question. And, and I, I think it is 1000% true. No, it's totally true. You oh, know, because Elliot does the booking. Yeah. Well, yeah, but even, I mean, I think we've all booked guests that I like, we thought, I mean, we like or our friends are like, you know, Elliot doesn't do all of the booking, but I yeah. do feel like right. there's yeah. one or two guests out there, Elliot, that you have booked. Oh, I've, yeah. I've booked a guest too that I'm like, I think they're hot and they're a friend of mine. I want them on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, for sure. Dave, uh, the country singer Davis. Oh yeah, right. right. <laughs> Super hot. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. right. I mean, oh. I think one, maybe one in five guests, Elliot is usually groaning and moaning. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but, no, no, no. Elliot pulls a tube in those get all those conversations. No, I think what's really fun is that, like, yeah, that I could see that happening, um, but at the same time, it's also like hot. A hot person doesn't necessarily translate to an aural format obviously no, it does not so it's really a, a that's a very tricky thing there have um, been to... many hot guests that cannot <laughs> communicate like i am trying to right now yeah. in a delicate way <laughs> yeah. yes. no i mean I, I think i'm definitely guilty of that but not honestly not very often but definitely yeah. that definitely davis <laughs> um so should we do the next one yeah wait so yeah we have the next one is a close friend of ours guys brandy barber Oh, Brandy. Hi, H. Allen. Hi, Brent. Hi, Elliot. Congratulations <laughs> on your 200th episode. I couldn't be more excited for you all. I remember when we were at the Alcove having coffee and cake, and you guys are talking about the podcast and the name, and now look at you. 200 strong. I know you're going to do 200 more and keep going, so I'm very excited, and I can't wait to listen to every single one of them. Um, actually, speaking of the Alcove, Brent, if you could uh, Venmo me that um, $2.17 from your portion of the cake at the uh, <laughs> me hung out, I'm so sorry to bother you. It's just friend to do. Um, awesome. Okay. Well, congrats. Bye. So that was Brandy. Well, so this podcast. Shade. Uh, Actual shade. In the podcast. Yeah, she is. She Brandy is one of the finest people in the entire world. And yeah, we true. absolutely love her. She is a dear friend of the podcast. <laughs> and she is not getting a fucking dime from me because I always do the math. I always do the math and I give exactly what is owed. And that's, <laughs> that's it. You're the you're the uh, the the separate checks guy yeah, yeah yeah well i mean i but i do that i say i like do you ever do that you you're i got like a birthday dinner with 22 different people recently it was a friend's birthday and the first thing i thought of when i sat down was this is going to be a fucking nightmare to yeah. figure out and i'm birthday not the one like putting my card down for like yeah. a two thousand dollar dinner you know yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're not no. but those birthday dinners are bullshit people shouldn't do that and frankly if you're above the age of 30 stop having parties <laughs> um, have, have like have little get-togethers have like little gatherings at your a pool like like what i did right. that one year yeah. just have people come over pool yes. i'll buy i bought everything so just like no one has to worry about a thing get yourselves yeah. home i don't give a care if, if you get in a car crash on the way home just get yourself <laughs> to and from but i'll buy everything else like that's sure. how well, i i, I am going to just a warning i'm, I'm probably going to put together a little birthday dinner uh <laughs> so that brent can present me with his crazy gift that i'm my Terrified birthday of gift. Yeah. Opening in front of we're a working lot of on it. <laughs> we're working we, on we've it right been now. we've been working on it diligently over the yeah. last oh, several weeks, and it is almost done. And that's all 
I'm telling you, Elliot. All right. Okay. All right. Let's get to the next question because it, it is uh, applicable to the first segment we talked about and also because it's Pride Month. Uh, Matthew asked, what's your favorite Pride memory? Um, I'll start because oh. I obviously thought about this. Um, my favorite Pride memory, I've been to a lot of Prides because, like I said before, I worked in politics, so I had to walk in a lot of Pride marches and stuff. But when I was a kid, I remember my very first Pride in St. Louis. It was at Tower Grove Park. And I remember going there and being very overwhelmed, but also very excited because I was finally going to be in a sea of gay people when St. Louis Pride, it wasn't a sea of gay people. Like, <laughs> right. no, but it felt like a sea right. of gay It felt like a lot of people. And I remember not fitting in and feeling very out of place, but while at the same time being very excited to be there. And now every time I like pass Tower Grove Park in St. Louis, if I ever go back to St. Mm. Louis or anything, it's always kind of like a warm, fuzzy spot. And it's also, I think, where most of the murders in St. Louis happen too. Um, mm. but it's like a, it's a, it's a warm, fuzzy spot in a pass in, in St. Louis. That's really sweet. I don't have exactly a pride event, but right when I came out, I had a friend who also did stand up who was bisexual and she was like, let's go to this like, like gay, uh, film festival that would happen in sort of the suburbs of Detroit Royal Oak. And so we went and I, you know, as I always did whenever I thought I was going to meet gay people, I would put on like a button down shirt untucked. So like basically like almost to my knees, loose khakis. And so I, that to me was like dressing up. But of course I looked like a circus clown. And, uh, and so I would go to these film festivals and I still remember a couple of these like kind of short, like 10, 15 minute films yeah. from these festivals. Cause it was just, and then of course, you know, in, you'd be in like in the lobby, after the festival was over, you know, or whatever, after like the two hours was over and you'd be like, you know, who's seeing me? Am I, do I look right? And, and like wanting to kind of stick around for a while afterwards yeah. until like, I think Kate and I would just like kind of sit at, stand outside and just talk until everyone had gone. Cause I was like, Oh, I guess I missed my chance to meet someone tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, those, those are actually really great memories. Yeah. That is nice. I think for me, uh, it would be getting to do the parade in New. I, I don't genuinely don't have interest in parades, uh, especially in the heat. Um, mm -hmm. But doing the Pride Parade on the Broad City float in 2017 right, was right. special because um, it, because it was after Trump had won, so it felt somewhat you know rejuvenating, I guess. Yeah. But it was also like emotional, where I was like seeing so many people come out for it that. This, even though pride can be really annoying and like corporate and like feel like forced merriment, that was very special for me. Yeah. Um, but then the other one was going to pride, I think a couple of years prior with Brent, who watched me almost rip a rip the rip off a lady's head for suggesting that my dog needed water when he was that. perfectly hydrated, <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah, ah. offering water. And I'm like, he's fine. He's not even panting. It, He's with me. It was oh it was God. a very weird event because we were just like watching the parade. Elliot has his dog, and it was a very normal degreed Completely day. Completely normal. It was day. like what seventy five. Yeah. Elliot has his dog with him, and this woman came up to him very aggressively and saying, "Your dog is sick." Uh, you <laughs> no, she was like, "Dog is thirsty." Him. Your dog's thirsty. You're abusing him. And no, she, even she wasn't, I was like, lady, chill out. I don't think she, I don't, I don't remember her being that forceful at first. I think she oh. was just annoying. If I remember correctly, she was suggesting it. And then it became this thing where it was like, lady, you got to stop, like, stop asking. He's, right. what, what, you know, like, right. leave me right. alone. The audacity. No, too much. Oh. Yeah, it's yeah. really. But that um, was funny that you had to witness question? that. Yeah, let's do the next one. So the next one, Yana comes from Yana, has a lot, a lot of sweet things to say about it, but it, but I will say the last bit of her, her comment is my favorite. Hey guys, uh, so I'm Yana from Malta. I've messaged Ellen a couple of times in the past um, over on the GG podcast, which is actually how I found this podcast. To begin. Oh. Um, so I obviously love all three of you. Brent, I love those like little sound bitey moments you have when you say stuff like, how dare you? And Ellen, kudos to you. I love the other podcast. Um, I love this one. I love Sadie Pines. Whenever I message you, always answer back. You're so kind and nice. You give me such good vibes. So thanks for that. But I have to say, Elliot, you have one of my favorite voices ever. You're just so calm. I could just listen to you reading a bedtime story any day and I just fall right asleep. 
This I is agree. an offense, by the way, guys. So the others, I hope they won't pick. Yeah, I hope you won't pick on Elliot. <laughs> that, is, uh, that was the yeah. most charming message i've ever heard i am that was hilarious i absolutely loved it thank you so much yana i'm so appreciative that you say those that you enjoy the little things that i say but you know what i also will say this i have had the, the exact same thought before that elliot has a great soothing voice and that he should perhaps yeah, yeah. make a demo tape for vo work yeah <laughs> wait you you think I have a soothing voice? Yeah. I, I feel like I think even a friend of mine has said that before who listens yeah. to the podcast that you have. Yeah. You have a very have just like voice. No one can tell yeah. Brent and I apart, but you have a very. Yeah. <laughs> we both I'll have a caustic nasally voices and Elliot's yeah. is so soothing. Oh, see, and- I don't think so. I've always said Brent has like the rate, like the radio voice. Well, thank you. <laughs> That's not the radio voice. You have a very like NPR voice. It's very That's commanding. the Zoom recording lady voice. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I trained with, I trained with Diane Reem for, oh. for 15 years. <laughs> you know that. Alan, do you want to play Nick's? Yes, let's play Nick's. We have Nick's. Nick's, and well, y'all know Nick. He was a past guest, too. Hey, guys. Congratulations on 200 episodes. That's amazing. I've listened to all of them. And here's what I'd like going forward. We know about Alan's personal life. We know he lost his virginity to a Dennis Rodman doll. (laughs) We certainly know about Elliot. Uh, He is sexually unhinged. There's really no other way to put it. Uh, and so forth. I actually think in another era, Elliot would be institutionalized. Like, we're- <laughs> uh, anyway, we don't know anything about Brent Sullivan's personal life. And I'd like to. I mean, aside, I guess I know he brings loose beers to parties, but aside from that, he's very tight lipped. So maybe over the next hundred episodes, uh, you can do a deep dive into Brent Sullivan, his social life, his dating life. I would like to know, and America would like to know. <laughs> I love Nick so much. That is That's Nick, Nick thank you. from the Howard Stern Show. Thank you yeah. so much for that, Nick. That is actually, it's actually funny he says that because I've thought, I've noticed that myself, that I, of course, tease Elliot about being wildly <laughs> unhinged. Uh, we all know about, Alan is, is like open and comfortable with who he is, yeah. but we all know that I am very much closed off when it comes to intimacy and, yeah. and talking about it. And it's something I, I agree. I think I should be yeah. more open about my, well, it's very, uh, well, it's also very interesting. And your experience is probably not unlike many people, not just to listen, but many queer people who feel like they have to uh, make, make jokes about buttholes. Like, you right, know, yeah, like it's right, like their right. dying breath or whatever. And it's like, not everybody, you know, you have well, issues of intimacy that you openly talk about, you know, yeah. in our friendship about what, it, you know, what sex is like and what yeah. pursuing it is like. And it, it you know, it's, 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 I was even going to say, it's not, it's not different. It's that it's, it's diverse, as Alan always says. It's like yeah. gay sex and queer sex and queerness is not just one thing. Yeah. But people don't pay attention and to Brent's, your Brent's version like that. of talking about buttholes is talking about explosive diarrhea, and that's yeah, <laughs> that is that's fine, fine. By the way. <laughs> right? Yeah. Which which has gone away since the Metamucil started. But but you know it's I, well. I you're do, welcome. You're welcome. It's it's a point well taken, Nick, and I and I will. I will start speaking up a little bit more about the the, the nightmare that is anal sex for me. Uh, <laughs> Should we get to the last bit of audio we have? Yeah, this yeah, is a surprise yeah. from a regular listener who um, I happen to be related to. Brent, how dare you, <gasps> Elliot? Stop being so unhinged. Hey, <laughs> Pines, you make your mama proud. Oh, my mom! That is my so mom saw. Uh, she had to be schooled on what she didn't get the catchphrases, so I had to school her on the catchphrases. But she saw the post. Yeah, your, your mom listens occasionally, right? She listens more than occasionally. She listens occasionally. Yeah, Can you play that one more time. I'm sorry. Do you mind? Okay, Brent. Just for me. How dare you, Elliot? Stop being so unhinged, Katie <laughs> Pines. You make your mama proud. Love you. I love love the the way she feels unhinged. (laughs) I know. Can I I tell you another fun memory I have? It was at your movie, Alan, the the premiere of your movie. And there was was an interview of you with your mother in the kitchen. And she talks about sort of the coming out process and and everything. It's a very sweet, emotional moment. And that is uh, the only time I think I've ever seen Elliot cry. 
Oh, oh. what? Really? The only yeah, time? I think so. I remember wow. I was sobbing. I was sobbing. But uh, again, my triggers are, are mom. So I was like, I had my, my shoulder turned to you. But I could, it was. Oh, I no, could you've tell seen me you got cry that. other times. <laughs> no, I don't think I have. Yeah, post breakups. I, I think in children's movies, or not maybe not children's movies, but like Coco or I don't know. No, you didn't see yeah. me. But yes, I, I mean, oh, your mom is the best. My I mom is so the best. And the very funny. I love that she gets the comedy timing that, you know, even, even though she has to be schooled sometimes she gets it. She's into it. She, she's down for the ride. Yeah. 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 Oh, the trust, trust me. We didn't get Irene for any audio for this. Because <laughs> it's, it's, well, it's hard to coach timing. It those is. are all the comments and questions. Thank you guys so much for oh, thanks, sending guys. in and we Thank hope to do 200 more. Everyone. Yeah. We hope to do 500 more. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> it's not over. We're still doing more. We're still doing more. We'll be yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're still, yeah, we're still going. And another. Thing. So we had a whole bit planned for this segment of us singing a song from "Come From Away." Elliot singing beautifully, <laughs> and um, uh, Brent singing like the Mary Travers that he Mary did, Travers, right. and me singing in my special, unique, singular way. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. But we decided not to to burn your ears with our well singing. no the, the real the real singer from come from away would actually burn your ears <laughs> <laughs> but we thought Jenny, it would be Jenny fun to talk about how i mean brent do you think you can sing no i definitely can't sing i actually i went so anyway so alan thought it with uh elliot elliot buckled on this idea and so alan yeah. thought it'd be fun to just to talk about our relationship with music for a second i We'll tell you this. A very, very dear friend of mine had a birthday, at, like a karaoke birthday, uh, a couple months ago, and she has a couple friends who are professional musicians. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not a good singer, but when I sang the songs, I could hear those professional musicians saying some pretty nice things about my voice. Well, <laughs> I have said in the past, uh, you sing as a joke, you sing as mary trevor's you did it when you lived with your roommates and they recorded you singing it yeah and it's very funny to sing in that brassy nasal tone but you can as a musician i can say that you can not only carry a tune but you can hear you can hear keys in a way that people don't necessarily who aren't musically um adept do you hear you hear keys and you know how to stay but also i'm sorry cardinal like across the board rule if you can really sing Fuck you at a karaoke thing. You don't belong. That is the one place where I believe in segregation. Karaoke. Really? Good, sing- good singers do not belong at karaoke. Karaoke is for bad singers. Let us have. I mean, honestly, thing. you're not you're not wrong because that is it, it is t- karaoke is torture when you can sing and you have to go hear f- five people. Don't turn it around. Bon Jovi Don't turn or... it around. No, karaoke is meant for people to destroy music, Elliot Glazer. Oh, not for torture. people like you who have an access to a stage to sing for real and like angelic. Okay. Oh, uh, you want you want the worst? I think the worst possible scenario, karaoke wise, is for anybody to be with me and my friends from my college acapella group, ABC Rhythm. Oh, at a karaoke Rhythm, night, it yeah. becomes full on competition. Elliot, and, can, uh, we, can, can we close or can we play a clip from Summer Love, which is a, a, a oh, song? No. <laughs> oh God, no, 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 you can't so, close Summer, Summer Love is a pop song that Elliot wrote that's actually really good. Oh, oh. It, yeah, you and Alana, you and my sister are like, it's so good. I'm like, it's terrible. <laughs> Can we please play like 15 seconds? Uh, play it. Sure. Okay, fine. we're playing it now. It's, it, it's awful. Just warning. It's it's this. I'm gonna say this. The music <laughs> that that I that that the music itself is not bad. The creator and who helped it do it with me is a fantastic. Shut machine. up. We're playing it. <laughs> but the lyrics, as per me, are woof rough. I've got you wrapped around me like a string Time will pass soon enough Then truly I'll have to let go But until the day arrives Let's take it nice and slow Ooh, baby Lift up your shirt So the whole world can see Wait a minute On second thought Maybe this just should be me 
Every drag queen cannot sing, I believe. Like most drag queens should not be singing. That's what I think is so funny. When a drag queen earnestly thinks they can sing or produces a song to sing, and then it's horrible. And that is all I want in the world, is to be able to get up there and sing a song or have Elliot write me a song. I go up, we sing it together. It's 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 a beautiful duet. You sing wonderfully, I sing like I sing, and I think, I think that's fucking comedy gold mixed with a little like harmony from you. Most my whole thing is I, as somebody who like, even now, like leaning more into just doing more music on stage what, with comedy, but also it's very music heavy. And that's what I've been doing in terms of live performance forever. I feel like I, I listen to music and live music from a critical standpoint where I don't understand if how or why people would want to listen to people butcher music like the karaoke thing. Like with karaoke, do, do you, who wants to hear people like butcher songs? Because it's not, it's not about hearing. It's about watching your friend do something ridiculous. Karaoke somebody is you don't not, know. It's like, oh, well then why are you saying no, no, because then you just go on to the conversation. You make fun of the person up there. That's yeah. the whole thing. Like, that's what it's about. It's not, I don't believe karaoke is meant for people who, who can sing. And if you, if you get annoyed by people who can't sing, don't come to karaoke. <laughs> yeah i guess I'm, I'm thinking of like public karaoke like in yeah. a public room rather yeah because than there's a thai room. restaurant there's this thai restaurant by us in los Feliz, and yes it's a it's a i go there all the time it's my favorite thai restaurant in los angeles and you go and they have karaoke i think every night of the week and what i love about it is we go to eat our thai food and to hear bad people sing bad songs in front of people eating pad thai and it is so enjoyable because it is so bad it is such a bad experience that it is in fact uniquely special Mm. yeah i I do love i do i will say even though i can be snarky about like people who can't sing which is like why be snarky about that i do love the joy that i get to see with people performing it's it is really it is really fun what's your go-to karaoke song brent uh, I usually start with Mad World by Gary Jules. <laughs> oh, it's uh, the, always the, the party pleaser, the, cra- me, the crowd pleaser. <laughs> sometimes the tra- Traveling Soldier by the Dixie Chicks. And uh, I believe I did Angel Band by the Stanley Brothers recently. Wait, wait, wait. You're Stanley. cutting out your main standard karaoke song. <laughs> Which, oh, The Lonely Goat Herd from The Sound of Music. <laughs> Wait, there's two. The Lonely Goat Herd from The Sound of Music, which is the queerest, cho- I mean, queer is like odd, like the oddest choice yeah, an right. adult man yeah. can make it a character <laughs> bar, as, aside from <laughs> Orinoco Flow. Yeah. Oh, Orinoco Flow. Yeah. I've done- well, that one, the lyrics are so fucking dumb. That's, what about you, Alan? What, what's your go-to? Oh, my, I tend to go in the direction of talky songs, because that's my, um, that's yeah, sure. your, your vibe. That's the, key, <laughs> yeah. that's the key that I can hit in, in my singing, but I do, I, I, even though I hate music, I, and I hate live music <laughs> particularly, I love, I love, I love to sing. I think I'm great at singing, and so my favorite is, I love doing um, uh, uh, Part of Your World as a Jewish Yenta. From Little <laughs> mm-hmm. That's my mm-hmm. favorite. I also love playing um, or singing uh, Tina Turner's Private Dancer as a Jewish Yenta, um, mm-hmm. and I love singing Man, I Feel Like a Woman as a Jewish Yenta. Oh. And I Feel Like a Woman is a great Great song. It's a great song, especially. You think you're Brad Pitt or something? That don't impress me much. Well, that's a different song. I know. I know. I'm telling you, I hate music. Kelly, what's 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 what are yours? What's your go-to? My go-tos are um, usually "Honesty" by Billy Joel. Um, Can you stand the rain? By like New Edition. A bit of a stereotype, don't you think? Oh, very much so, very much so. <laughs> but like, still, you know, it's it's in my blood. Yeah. Um, and I do love a, a little bit of a deep cut is um, "Wishing Well" by Terrence Trent Darby. Hmm. Um, and then, but, you know, maybe something. Maybe I, I honestly, like, if there's, if you can doubt, if you can lower the key, I would do a, a Shaka Khan or Rufus song, Ooh. like as, as quickly as I can find it. A Rufus. It's very hard to find. Rufus. Rufus is Shaka Khan's band. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, um, yeah I, I'd love that. Shaka Khan. Yeah, exactly. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. 
<laughs> yeah, th- those are those are pretty much my go-tos. But you know, I, I also love a, a deeper cut. Is also Bobby Caldwell. Oh yeah, 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 Bobby. I know yeah. that. Do you, ever, I, you ever sing I "I'm Every Woman" by Shaka Khan? Yeah, yeah, I love it. Do you sing it? Me, if I can find a lower key version, I will. Yeah, a lower key at karaoke. There are no key versions. There are, there are at certain good at max karaoke. You can find. No. Lower you can turn down the key. It's great. If I also will do "Everything She Wants" by Wham. Oh, you like I, I, I haven't, I haven't known an artist. Amazing. I haven't known an artist that you've mentioned since Billy Joel. I haven't known <laughs> what names. You don't know who Shaka Khan is? Oh, I didn't know. I'm sorry. I do know Shaka Khan. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. We're going to get DMs about We're going to get DMs about that. <laughs> oh, Honestly. you son of a bitch. <laughs> what would your aunt say? Brett, what would your aunt Ramona say about something she heard on today's show? Congrats on 200 episodes. Here's to zero more. <laughs> <laughs> My aunt Joanne would say, uh, 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 I don't know why you wouldn't sing for these people. You have a beautiful voice. I heard it as Muddle the Tailor and Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> My favorite musical. How about Aunt Anne? My Aunt Anne would throw back to. Brent, how dare you, Elliot? Stop being so unhinged. <laughs> oh, that is so sweet. That's I, really love, sweet. I love that audio. We're going to have to keep that. We will. Well, we will. as. As part of the 200th episode, I have decided we no longer need to say thank you for listening and saying our names because <laughs> we say it at the beginning. So enjoy your week, guys. Happy 200. Yeah, have a great rest of your well, week. Wait, well, uh, don't we want to like, don't we want people to like know where they can find us on social media and stuff? They're already I mean, using you know, the, the most, well, know. So, well, I'll, uh, how about this? All right, everyone, you can find Alan at Instagram.com slash Shady Pines. <laughs> you always you can say find me. You can find me at Instagram.com slash Mr. Brent Sullivan. And you can find Elliot at OnlyFans.com slash Taint Inspector. <laughs> you, you always say... I'd also like that you say Instagram.com as if like because <laughs> <laughs> you are the only person who I mean, I am. through your web browser. Through my browser, yes. And by the way, by the way, you know what? I'm happier because it's oh, not on my God, phone. God, of course. Honestly, that is genuinely the way to go. I'm, I'm on, in all sincerity, uh, you know, obviously I know lots of people love social media and that's great. I just, it, I'm surprised I don't meet more people who are doing the same thing. Cause you can, yeah. I mean, I, whenever I need it or I don't post much, but when I do, I just download it on my phone. I log in and I yeah. post and then I log back out and yeah, I, I just, I'm, it drives everyone so crazy and, but no one knows how to just get rid of it. Um, and you don't have to get, you don't have to delete it to get it out of your life. Oh, for so, sure. I guess that's my take home to all of our listeners. No, uh, I think that's great. Oh, you want this in? You oh, want I thought we were. Oh, you want this <laughs> no, in. no, we oh, can take wow. it out. We can take it out. I just, <laughs> I just thought we were still. Now going. I'm officially uh, keeping it in. <laughs> no. <laughs>